NAB podcast for the website nerdappropriate.com. Uh, I'm your host, Matt. And I am Ash. This is Mylon Fitzwater Barrows. I've been on the show. It's been a little bit. Um, I'm a writer and producer, and I work in games and podcasting and print. And um, I also run panels at PAX and hang out with these guys sometimes. So they asked me to come and chat about what we've been up to. Welcome back. Yeah, I think we were. Thank you. We were, we were joking that you may have co-hosted more than anyone else. I don't really know anymore. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I keep, I lost track, but you've been on many, many, many times. So welcome back. Yeah, I've missed you guys a lot. So. Yeah, I'll do uh, Scott's part real quick and uh, talk about what we're going to be doing on the show. So we're going to talk about some games we're talking about resident evil 3 some more animal crossing talk lots of shows um mass singer yeah matt's excited about that one modern family i guess the finale just happened is that what just happened it did yeah, yeah. uh schitt's creek and um naval what butts. else naval butts what is that <laughs> what, what what was that about i forget I guess we'll have to get to we'll it. We'll have to get to Naval Bus. <laughs> anyway, so we're talking about lots of fun stuff. And then also we're going to talk about uh, some of the cool stuff that's been uh, produced during this time of self-isolation. So some of the fun stuff that has been going on in the world. And we have, uh, you'll be hearing some some music from the pauses during this episode, which will be really fun. And we'll have links to all their stuff in, in the show notes and at the end of the show too. So it'll be a fun one. I guess we should talk about what we've been doing. Even though we just did yeah. it for like an hour before we started recording, we kind of <laughs> already did this part. But let's do well, it. Well, weirdly though, Ash, we've recorded recently, so maybe we should kick it off with with Mylan. Yeah. You and yeah. I have actually talked within recent times on this podcast, which That's is true. like that hasn't happened in a year. So Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Mylan, what have you been up to for this past however long it's been since the last time you co hosted with us? Oh my god! I feel like I'm like <laughs> running into people from high school, and they're like, "What have you been up to?" And I was like, uh, "How do I get my whole life into five minutes?" Um, so okay, well, I've been quarantined for like a month now, so that's been interesting. I have a five and a half year old now, um, which has also been interesting. Uh, we're playing a lot of Animal Crossing, y'all. Us too. And uh, he, oh, dude, it. He loves it, and and. I don't know. Do, should I get into this now, or should we come back to Animal Crossing? Because I have some things to talk about. Well, let's do it during our actual Animal Crossing okay. continuing week three review. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Let's just say right now as my teaser, I made the mistake of letting my kid be the person who moved into the island first. So I am the secondary citizen on the island, <laughs> and we have very, very different opinions about how to play this game. <laughs> Which is a problem. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so I've also been, you know, trying to work on some things. I've been making some masks. I have got my sewing machine back out nice. um, and been trying to do some other creative work. I just finished writing the first draft of a novel. So I've been working on revising that as well. Um, That's exciting. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I, know, I know. I know. I kind of can't believe it. That's what Naval Butts was by the way uh, is that okay. I wrote novel and someone I'm assuming it was Matt because Ash su seemed surprised although it I don't yeah. know changed it to navel and so I wrote butts behind it because I forgot that I did that <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh so it's been so a long Ash, day I changed Trump. novel to navel that is that is definitely <laughs> Ash level material that is not he I rise way above that I know, but he was convincing about the fact that he was so surprised about yeah. it. He must be working on his acting during the yeah, quarantine. That's, that's yeah. all I've been doing. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also just participated in Virtual HorrorCon, which was really fun and yeah. really cool. And, and Ash was also there. I forgot um, that I did that. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. I'm forgetting a lot, guys. It's all a blur. <laughs> it's all running into each other. Um, Gahana Gaming, which is a. a tabletop company that i met at pax east the the last hurrah we're gonna have for i don't know how long um yes. so glad we got pax in under the wire um but they put on as soon as everybody went into lockdown they jumped into action and put on this virtual horror convention in like two weeks um and they raised money for the world health organization and it was 
so fun. I hosted a panel about using your voice in games um, and what it like, how you can use your voice to um, be a really great GM. And I also got to sit in on and participate in a one shot Vampire the Masquerade version from five, which was That's so awesome. fun. Yeah, which is put on by um, one of the one half of Charm Person Games. Her name is Stephanie, and she is like fantastic um, GM. So I, I don't know, it, but I good. have that I have that book behind me. Oh, oh cool. you do? Oh, that's right. You know, Ash and I were talking about it. He told me that that you and uh, and Scott, Scott to be yeah. super into it. Yeah, World of Darkness, OG, way back in the day, ninety <laughs> five. I don't know. It's fun. You know, I had never, I played one, um, a one shot at PAX, um, and I had the the opportunity to do that. And I've never played that game before. And I love it. It's like, it's kind of more my jam than D and D I think, because it's more modern. Like everybody has cell phones, which can be kind of weird. They weren't like texting each other a lot, But, but also, um, some long time listeners of the show might know that I wrote a vampire, horror comedy romance game called yeah. strange loves vampire boyfriends so i am like all about some vampire shenanigans so it's yeah, very, it was really it's very much it's very much a more like um mature is like a weird word to use but it, it's slower and more narrative and i think a little bit more it plays like you can play D like you would play a world of darkness game mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily like they're nowhere near one to one. Like there are systems that are similar and, and, you know, different dice rolling mechanics are pretty much the same, but like the storytelling mechanics, the politics, the like relationships that you're building in the story are so much oh, more yeah. important and like driving and in, in what's going on that I think it really makes for like a cool universe. And if you liked vampire, I would also recommend mage and werewolf. Those two story settings were put together really well. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. I'll yeah. check those out. Yeah. Cool. Very cool. Matt, you have any stuff to add about what you've been doing? Uh, no, I impulse bought a green screen, as I told you guys, and I, I'm not sure <laughs> what I'm going to do with it, but maybe maybe I'll start Twitch streaming. You guys want to see yeah. me play video games real slowly and poorly? Let's do and it. Sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> I'll make bad jokes. I'll probably cuss a lot. Uh, and then, uh, you know, whatever. Um, the, the ultimate irony would be you starting to Twitch stream and then it just blows up and then like, you're like, I'm quitting everything. I'm and this, stuck. Is, this is all I'm going to do. I'm stuck in a world I've hated for my whole life. <laughs> yeah. I've always thought about doing Twitch stuff, but not game related. Like I would Twitch stream like me cooking or making music yeah. or something, but I don't really care about me gaming i don't know why it's just not it's never grabbed me but yeah if you want to see me fail at doom over and over and over again then maybe i'll start twitch streaming me failing at doom over and over and over again you know it's funny we we talked about this a little bit on the show but um it's very interesting seeing all the late night talk show hosts and and pretty much everyone on the planet starting to utilize the skills that we've been building over the past decade with just like (laughs) audio equipment (laughs) and webcams and like green screens and like it's it's Everyone it's, is learning, having to learn how to do this now. There because... are there are like big podcasts having to learn how to do it the way we do it, which <laughs> cracks me up so hard. There's right? like big, I know. Like, oh yeah, because yeah. they go in the studio and they have like a producer on set. Like mm-hmm. they they don't understand how lucky they are. <laughs> yeah. it's insane. Did you see that SNL is going to be all like? I don't yeah. know. I don't know what that's going to be. Yeah. I, I don't know either, but I'm, I'm going to watch. I'm really excited. I'm going to watch the hell out of that just to see what they come up with. I'm assuming there's going to be some pre-recorded sketches, but I think there is going to be a live component too. Well, hold on. Back up. Pre-recorded what? They're well, still all separate. They can't have I know, but I, I think I think <laughs> I still think people are going to I think they're going to shoot sketches around their apartments and stuff. Um because I can't imagine watching Zoom for 2 hours. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, I mean, as as an improviser who has done imp- improv on Zoom since this thing started and has seen a bunch of shows, don't be shocked if that's what's about to happen. We may see we may see a bunch of weird improv and character bits over Zoom, and then we might see a pretty standard new weekend update or whatever, and then some more weird character bits. And I assume my assumption is they're going to get some giant music people to probably pop in and do something at who yeah. knows what, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm excited. Um, I'm sure that's true. I think it's interesting. I mean, it, it, in the same way that it's funny to me that they're just now doing it like a month 
plus in and it's something that we talked about last episode but the comedy scene in new york like jumped to zoom and like hangouts and stuff so fast they were doing shows like my theater the theater i'm involved in was doing shows within the first week of of quarantine going on and then like ucb jumped in the next week and magnet and pit like all the theaters here have been doing stuff online for weeks so it's funny to see a big show like snl go like yeah now i'm gonna do it too can i pause and say the skype ui when you take a screenshot is the most distracting <laughs> thing i've ever seen in my entire life <laughs> makes this horrible sound <laughs> it just like dripped pee down the lane or it was like the weirdest sound and then like a picture <laughs> It like okay. plops a picture up on the front of Mylan's face. Uh, who knows? <laughs> Skype is amazing because every time you turn it on, it's different and it's just more and more broken oh. every time. My watch just announced that it couldn't hear me. Um, but yeah, so not not much else than that. Uh, you know, green screen. Gonna Twitch stream soon or something? Yeah. Right, Ash, what are you? <laughs> what are you up to? Anything uh, new? Nothing really new. It's, it's been you know, like I was talking to Matt and Scott on Slack today. There's this odd silver lining to the whole situation that um, I get to actually, you know, normally my wife works like 10 hours a day. So I'm actually getting to like see her for extended periods of time, which is cool. She's getting to spend more time with her kid, which is nice. And, um, you know, I I started doing these again, which feels really good. Like we took a long break because of the kids and. And now I think we've done like three or four episodes in the past couple of weeks, which has just yeah. been really nice kind of getting back on the horse. Um, but other than that, you know, playing games in the evening and uh, working and stuff, stuff could be much worse, but you know, it's, it sucks that there's <laughs> a lot of like a lot of chaos throughout the world because uh, seeing your family is actually kind of nice. You know, it is. I'm in like a weird period with our, my daughter holiday, who's, 16 months old but like growing in like crazy leaps and bounds right now where today i was laughing because she has like a little playroom here at the apartment and i which by the way had we not moved i don't think i've talked about i moved pretty recently and had we not moved into this apartment before everything went down like i don't know where i would be right now (laughs) not in new york probably i was in a tiny 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 apartment there was no way i would have been working from home and had holiday running around without being able to leave Uh, but we're in a nice sizable place now where i have my own office and She's a playroom, but she. I walked in the playroom with her, and she pushed my leg and just went bye and pushed like pushed me. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "What?" And I like walked in again. I was trying to go to my bedroom, which is like through the playroom, <laughs> and I was like trying to walk, and she was like pushed me again and went bye like that. And I was like, "What the hell?" <laughs> and then Melissa was like, "Maybe she just doesn't want you." So Melissa walked in the room, and then she pushed Melissa too and went bye and then tried to close the door on us. And I was like. What? going on right now personal space but she's got her own little tiny brain and it's insane and it's growing a, a giant clip so being home more and able to see that is unique and special and kind of cool so very cool there are silver linings yeah let's take uh, a quick break listen to some pauses and come back and do some reviews awesome Uh, and the pauses are a band out of Orlando, Florida. It's Tierney Tuff and Jason Kupfer, and uh, I think Nathan Chase is, is part of their band too. And then they have a string of other people that kind of come in and out and play with them. Um, but they are a fantastic band. You should look them up. They're doing these unique things called the Quarantunes, uh, and they're donating, I think, uh, money over this. They're raising money for different places. If you go to their page and look, there's like a donation thing for different places that they support and love including a place that um, I tweeted about recently, which is Will's Pub, and it's a venue in Orlando, Florida that is, like, literally my home. Like, there's no place that I more belong to when I lived in Orlando than Will's Pub. It was an ama- is an amazing place. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that was one of those songs because I like to let Scott and Ash pick which thing they think feels <laughs> right in that moment. And uh, they're doing such awesome stuff. That's so. not how things work, Matt. 
That's... Follow them on Instagram. Follow them on Twitter. They're posting about this stuff as they post them, and all their videos go up on, I think, YouTube and uh, Instagram. So check it out. Yep. They're really great, and I'm glad they're doing this. It's nice and refreshing. Very cool. And thanks they're for letting us use house. the – Yeah, cool. it's really cool. And thanks to them for letting us uh, play their stuff on the show. Yeah. Um, let's start off talking about a little Animal Crossing because sure. I feel like we're all kind of playing it. And I have, I've had similar experiences to Mylan where my son's turning four and I don't know, less than a month. And so he's kind of verbally calling the show about, you know, where things go and how to build. It's like oh, right now God. there's like, there's like a maze outside of our house of stone walls with like eggs scattered throughout the Island. It's like literally oh just, my God, the eggs, I can't stand the eggs. What? It's, I've With never, the, why? Why they way they way overdid the over index on the eggs? Like at first I was like, "This is so cute," and then yeah. no, I'm over it. Oh yeah, I mean I am walking around in an egg full egg costume, and I refuse to take it off, and I will be wearing <laughs> it through the rest of the year. But uh, I I do have an honest question about Animal Crossing. We've all I don't think we have to review the game at this point. We're just we're talking right. We're chatting about our sessions here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I'm doing it right. <laughs> so. You guys have talked about progression and days and all this stuff. And I feel like my sole job in this game is to collect fossils and animals and donate them to the museum that exists about 10 blocks away from where I live in my island. And uh, that is like almost completely what I'm doing right now. Short of like I have a house. I'm not in a tent anymore. I got a house and I'm growing some nice flowers out front and I'm, you know, tending to the to the scenery at large but I haven't done really anything else. And I've been in like probably four or five days of Tom Nook getting on and being like, well, it's Wednesday and there's still no news <laughs> like with a long pause and staring at me. And I'm like, I feel like I'm probably supposed to be doing something and I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. So what am I doing wrong? Well, have you, do you have any new residents of your Island? No, I got have, two okay. people. You got to go get some new residents. You have to go okay. to the Mystery Islands. I got to go to Mystery Islands. Yeah, yeah go get a okay. ticket from the, I right. cannot believe. I'm sorry. I just had a moment where I'm like <laughs> I'm explaining how to Am play I your Animal son Crossing. now? Did I just become your son? <laughs> oh no. Oh god, don't even get me. Uh, well, okay. we'll get there. Okay, so <laughs> you go to the ABD machine. Sure. You go get Familiar. a Nook Miles ticket. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then you go give it to the sweaty dodo. Mm-hmm. Okay? You want to go to a Mystery Island. Okay. You're going to eat some animals sometimes sure. when you go to Mystery Islands. They're also great for mining. You can dig up some trees and bring them back and have some okay. different kinds of different fruits you want. Yeah. Yes. Or coconuts, all kinds of things. Okay. And so, but so you can go mine these islands, but yeah, occasionally you will meet other animals. And once you meet the animals, you can invite them to come live on your island and that will help you progress to the next level. All right. Because you have okay. to get a certain number of residents and then. I don't want to spoil it for you, but but big things. There's a big concert in your future. I haven't gotten to the concert yet. I'm still working on it. I'm working on it too, yeah. except for I have to go into my kid's profile after he goes to bed at night to do all of that stuff. That's what I've been doing. I sneak play. <laughs> yeah, right? Because like, Well, no, but my character is the secondary resident, so she doesn't get any opportunities to do anything. Like, Tom doesn't let me do anything. Like, he's just like, basically, <laughs> hey, lady, that's fine. You live here. But really, I just only have business with Roar. My kid's name is Roar in the game, R-O-A-R. All right. My character's name is Moore, M-O-A-R, because, you know, why not? Um, our island's name is Heart, because he named it, and, you know, he likes hearts. And it's great, except for the thing is, like, he's a hoarder, first of all. Um, he doesn't want to sell anything. Um, he wants to leave crap all over the island. I mean, we're, like, coming up on Sanford and Sons. Like, I have to go around and pick up after him in the island after I pick up after him at home, which is frustrating. And he can't really read yet, so, like... I have to read to him. So he can't even play by himself. I have to sit next to him and then read, which is good because, like, a lot of times he's, like, trying to spend all his money on some, like, cool shit for his house. And I'm like, no, 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 We need to pay off your loan so that we can get a bigger house. You need to save your money. I've got to save your nook miles because your pockets are too small because you carry all this crap around with you all the time. Mm-hmm. And he, like, will go to visit Mystery Islands. Here's the big – here's my big tip for you, Matt. 
was before yeah. you go to Mystery Island, make sure our pockets are fairly empty. Only take your tools with you because sure. you're going to go right. get a bunch of stuff. My kid I will regularly show- sell or drop off all my things at my house and then go do stuff on yes. the island. Yeah, no, no. My kid is like, oh, hey, what's up, Mystery Island? My pockets are full. Ooh. What am I going to do? Rough. Oh, Rough. It makes me nuts. Oh, so, yeah. Ash, tell me, so is your... Does your kid have his own avatar, or is he just like co-piloting you in a very? We like... all, all three of us are playing his avatar because he can't really he can't really drive himself yet. Like he knows he can he, he's cognizant of what's going on in the game and knows all the characters and knows what to do and you know. But he he can't really he doesn't have the coordination to drive. So um, mm-hmm. everyone is playing the character of Lincoln, who looks like Lincoln, and so my wife and i and lincoln occasionally he'll pick it up and like run in circles and like fish or something like that but beyond that he can't really do too much so yeah it's all of us sharing one account and we all play very differently like i'm trying to like build cool stuff like you know like a graveyard and uh like a a wood chopping pit and like all this cool stuff that you know that you can build in the game all he wants to do is like dig a million holes and if he sees a clam squirting every every fucking clam gotta get the clam dad gotta get the clam I'm like buddy we don't need any more clams this is like like there's no more clams then for a while he got scared of the bees because he's scared of bees in real life um so oh, so is my kid yeah so he'd shake the tree and bees would come out and he'd go ah and he'd like run out of the room <laughs> like dude it's not real <laughs> but uh so yeah it's been a challenge just because you know it's a lot of people playing on the same account all my wife wants to do is fish. Um, I just want to progress, and <laughs> and Lincoln just wants to like you know dig holes. So it's 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 challenging, but we're all having fun. Can I tell you the one thing I did do that if it's the only thing I do in the game, I'm fine with? Yes, please. I caught that goddamn tarantula. Oh, you did? <laughs> oh man, I have not. How did you do it? I didn't catch I him. I saw him. So I've been bit. I don't even know how many freaking times yeah, by this stupid thing. <laughs> And I was like walking to go do something and I like saw it to the right of me and I was like, holy shit, it's a tarantula. And I quick switched to my to my uh, net and I like snuck over there. <laughs> and like luckily I had practice on a bunch of pill bugs. So I got good at catching things on the ground because oh, nice. if you miss the tarantula, he's he's on you in like two seconds. Oh, like, yeah. If you miss him once, you're, you're down and you're not going to see you him again. You only get one shot. Yeah, and I just I nabbed him, and I was I was very proud. It was like amazing, just a relieving moment in the night last night while I was playing before I went to bed. Yeah, I'm really proud of you. Do, now, what did you do hey, with thanks. it? Did you take it to Blathers? Yeah, I, I donated it to the museum. I'm like the museum's number one proponent. <laughs> <laughs> that thing will be so well stocked by me. But that's awesome. It's yeah, because it's all you're doing. Okay, so I have a question for you all because I am worried that I'm not playing it right either because like. When you go to another person's island, like, what's mm-hmm. what? You yeah. you can uh, you can pick things up off the ground, but you can't chop or dig, so you can't. Well, I know that, but I mean, like, why am I gonna like go to a real person's island? Oh, just to hang out. Like, I went and visited a friend. She gave me a bunch of fruit that I didn't have, uh, which uh-huh. was cool. So I was able to bring. I brought back, I think, like all the fruits in the game that I that I didn't have at the time. Um, so it was just like more of just like a run around and be silly type of situation. I think people are just doing it uh, right now because of social distancing. People are having like parties in Animal Crossing where they just yeah. run around and like fish together and like talk on, you know, talk on Discord Skype or Discord mm-hmm. or whatever uh, while they run mm-hmm. around, which I think is super fun. I was actually thinking of trying to get like a, a hangout next week where all of us just like run around and do dumb stuff in animal crossing just remind me of like old world of warcraft days or something you know yeah i, I would reality. be down for that yeah i'm oh, sorry for no oh i was just saying I, I would be down for that i was just trying to figure out because it's like you you do you can't really do much you just kind of run around yeah although you know if you guys need to let me know if your turn up prices go up because they've been in the toilet the last couple of days at my island and i I'm, they're gonna rot I don't even understand turnips. I'm be perfectly honest with you. I, I skipped through that dialogue. I was like, turnips. I don't give a shit. You can I, make some money on the stock market. Yeah, right. Oh, what, I get it. What stock do you? Market. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I see people. <laughs> I see people freaking out about becoming millionaires in this game and getting really rich in the game. What is the why? <laughs> Well, I need to pay off my expansion. Okay, so pay off the expansion, 
And I guess for like terraforming and stuff, that's expensive. Like building bridges and all that yeah. stuff is very expensive. Okay, yeah. so that's what you need money for. Got I it. really love. I really love that the scale is like, hey, uh, get out of your tent for like five grand in Nook Miles or whatever, which they essentially give you borderline immediately in the game. And then you're like, cool. And they're like, do you want to build a house? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, well, it's ninety thousand dollars. Deal with it. <laughs> and they're like, oh, Jesus, <laughs> like this got real, yep. real fast. Yeah. I don't even want to know what the next one is. The next one's probably absurd. Oh, my friend Erin said she's like in debt, like three hundred thousand something. Oh, for so that. she's got the ma- now, mansion. I yeah yeah we've I visited her a couple of times. My kid likes to run around on her island and steal her shit. But um, <laughs> she actually did this kind of cool party. I, I did not attend, but she made a bunch of her friends go, and she had built this like altar with stones and everything on the cliff. <laughs> she made them all dress like witches and come over. <laughs> She lit a bunch of torches. This is, is exactly wow. that's what I'm talking about. It's just for like yeah. being an idiot. Like the, the only yeah. reason you hang out in Animal Crossing is just to be an idiot. It's like, it, like in the like best way possible. I feel like these conversations are proving like what's good about the game is that there is probably no real way to play the game, or like there are ways to play the game. There's a bunch of like honestly, I could sit on my island, visit no one build the greatest museum that has ever existed <laughs> and have that mm-hmm. be all I did and I'd be totally fine. <laughs> like I don't yeah. really care about the rest of the mechanics in the game mm-hmm. other than catching that fucking tarantula and putting a bunch of stuff in the museum. And like, I think that's kind of, that's what's relaxing about the game, right? Like that's, what's great about it is that none of us are, well, I mean, I'm sure people are, but the three of us at least are not, you know, achievement chasing or like trying to max out every single thing. Like I know you're building towards progression, Ash, but I assume that really means like literally building things. Cause I've seen you play fallout and it's like, you know, I, yeah. that weird castle you built full of all of your armor, armor the one time in fallout <laughs> four or whatever. Oh man, I miss that. That was so much but fun. But like <laughs> we all play it a little differently. And I think that's, that's like what's really truly great about the game. I think it's 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 very fun and relaxing in a way that like I don't think a lot of games manage to hit. Yeah, it, there's something pretty cool about the just the sheer amount of stuff in the game too. That literally every time yeah. I log on, there's something new. Like there was a, a guy that was doing a fishing competition that showed up on the island today that I had never seen. Yeah, it was like you know wanted to take pictures of fish, and it, it's it's just really neat. The only thing they need, I can't wait for Easter to be over. Oh my God. (laughs) It's soon. I will say it is, you know, my, so I have been playing a lot of it with my kid and having the frustrating co-piloting, but I do think it's helping him learn how to read. That's awesome. Yeah. And I also think it might be helping him learn some math. Like we're definitely using it to talk about numbers and uh, resource management. Yeah, hoping that we can get that one figured out. There, you know, as a learning tool, I think there is a a lot there, and it's teaching Lincoln a lot about patience too, because some things take take real time. So it's like, hey, you're going to build this, but it won't be ready till tomorrow when you get up in the morning. So it's usually one of the first things we do. He'll get up and you know get dressed and stuff, and then we'll like we'll check and see what's built, and you know just play for like a half an hour here and there before breakfast. But it is, you know, it's teaching to be like, okay, well, I have to wait till tomorrow sometimes for stuff, and that's that's a big lesson for little people, you know. Are uh, are you all so, playing it on your TV? Or are you playing it like? Do you sit on the couch together with it on the small screen? We play docked ninety uh, percent yeah. of the time. Although tonight, Christina was out uh, sitting in a lawn chair under an umbrella with a glass of wine and Animal Crossing. <laughs> wow, quarantining sounds tough. Yeah, for you guys. And, and, and Lincoln was running around the yard, and Christina was just playing in the chair while Lincoln ran around. It's amazing. Yeah, it was fun. I play in bed a lot. Like we, yeah. we together, we have to play in the on the big screen because I can't yeah. like see enough to read to him. Um, but then after everybody goes to bed, I play. So I'm curious, when does the next day start? Because I play real late. It's- it's got to be midnight because, well, it's so not. I think it, de- but it depends on when you log in because I've not logged in during the day and then logged in at night and it'll tell me it's the current day. And then I've done it before where I have logged in and it's the, like, mm-hmm. I've seen it both ways and I do the same thing. I'm playing at like midnight, 1 a.m. and it's, it hasn't flipped days sometimes. I think it's, but fi- it's like, I think it's, it's somehow counting it. Is it five? So I've heard it's five a.m. I've never okay. read it oh. up at five. That but makes maybe sense. I haven't yeah. read it right then. Maybe I, I thought I read it once where yeah. I thought it skipped the day on me, and I was like, "Oh, it must have 
but maybe I didn't log in at all the day before or something. I don't know. I don't know when I. I, I I've, I've never played till five. I've I've played until four. Something <laughs> wow, really? A lot of times. I cannot. Yes. I mean, we have different. I, Seven a.m. is the get up time, regardless of what else happened in my life. So. Well, my husband and I are both furloughed, and my kid is not in virtual school right now. So. Yeah. We don't have. We're returning to our real rhythms. It is the thing that I will say. It that is one one part that I really enjoy about this is that. I can stay up as late as I want. I can sleep as late as I want. If I let my kids stay up late, then he'll sleep late. We right. can dress however we want. I've always wanted the post-apocalyptic fashion is absolutely <laughs> like my wheelhouse, which is kind of weird in a business setting. So I usually don't. Um, but yeah, we're just we're just we eat when we want and sleep when we want, and it's been. Dude, um, I literally. <laughs> it's been interesting. I literally was in the front yard. <laughs> three weeks ago with a pair of jeans on and I was like, fuck, it's hot. And I looked over and I saw a pair of garden scissors in the planter. I picked them up while I was wearing the Such jeans. Such a hobo, man. And... Oh, my God. Uh, oh, my God. He's wearing them right now. I'm literally He's like, wearing he made them. Himself some I've, had the, I've had these shorts on for, like, three weeks straight. <laughs> he's like, he actually he's like, did an okay job. Yeah. He's like some face paint away from being an insane clown posse fan. Like that's <laughs> Who's to say it might have already happened? <laughs> you juggalo, you yeah. you've converted yeah. to juggalo. Um <laughs> let's talk really quick. Uh Animal Crossing's fun. I can't believe I, I yeah. love it as much as I do. Everybody I'm should shocked. buy it. It's fun as shit. Um I want to talk quickly about Resident Evil and this kind of ties yeah. in with Virtual Horror Con cuz I talked a lot that I did a panel about horror and video games with a bunch of really great guys. A lot of guys that actually worked on Vampire the Masquerade, which was cool. Uh, but Resident Evil 3 just dropped last week, the remake, uh, using the new RE engine that was used in Resident Evil 2. And I'm probably, I want to say, halfway through the campaign now. And um, it's actually been getting a little bit of heat online from people because of its length. It's uh, anywhere between five to ten hours long and it's a full sixty dollar title which a lot of people um are upset about because it's uh shorter than they really wanted it to be uh resident evil 2 remake was a lot longer because it had a new game plus and you could play as two different characters um this you can only play as jill valentine so there's only a really one single campaign and once you're done you're kind of done um that being said though it is fantastic like the the uh, i'm probably six or seven hours in but i'm playing very slowly like i walk everywhere in this game and really take my time uh you know with with all the puzzles and and fighting and really trying to conserve my ammo it's um harder i think than resident evil 2 was i find myself dying a lot more which is actually kind of cool and refreshing there's like a lot of like really like if you've ever played these games, you get you you get very used to how things spawn and how you know the enemies react. And it's like I've been playing these at this point for like you know over twenty years, so it's like I kind of know how to play a Resident Evil game. However, like there's some moments in this that are so well done. Like for instance, there's this one scene where you're you're playing as Carlos and you go through this bathroom and you have to blow a hole in the wall with C4. And once you blow a hole in the wall, zombies just start like pouring out. And you're oh, like, I remember that. Yeah, there's like pouring out. And you're like, oh my gosh, there's so many. So you're sitting there shooting, shooting, shooting. Only this time, um, you know, like normally as they start coming towards you, you can kind of start backpedaling a little bit, give yourself some space, conserve your ammo, take them down. Well, this time they put steam pipes behind you. So I'm backing up and all of a sudden my character goes like, ouch, and I can't back up anymore. And I turn around and there's just a wall of steam. So now I have like these 10 guys coming at me and I have no space at all to, to fight. So it, it like I ended up actually just getting like, you know, like D day of the dead, just getting like overrun with zombies, like guys crawling on top of me, biting me. It was like actually terrifying. And, uh, you know, there's lots of moments like that where they kind of change the formula a bit in, in mm -hmm. resident evil. Um, the game is absolutely, I kept sharing screenshots on Slack because yeah. I was like, I can't get over how good this game looks. It looks really, really fantastic. The voice acting is, is top notch. I don't know the cast off the top of my head, unfortunately, or else I'd drop their names and give them kudos, but um, definitely check out the cast of this game. It's like, it's next level good. And uh, it comes with a 
online multiplayer game that I haven't had a chance to to play yet called Resident Evil Resistance, which is actually its own standalone title. So really for the $60 price tag, you're getting two full games. You're getting Resident Evil Resistance, which is uh, four versus one survival co-op with one player playing as a guy who's like the director who controls all the monsters. Um, and then, of course, you get the, the regular Resident Evil 3 campaign. Um, it mirrors the Resident Evil 3 campaign from, you know, I don't know, at this point, 20 years ago, I guess, uh, pretty closely. There are some some changes uh, to the narrative that I think can make it modernize it a little bit, make it uh, a little bit more fun and exciting. The, the action scenes are kind of next level, big Hollywood, you know, large explosions falling through buildings. Uh, Nemesis is back again. He's still as terrifying as he ever was. My kid, actually. <laughs> He's been carrying this around. For like it's my old nemesis toy from like 20 years ago he's been carrying this around the house for like three days like he play- carries he <laughs> plays with the most evil stuff that like you have in the house at all times he does amazing he, he plays with these monsters but then he's like afraid of bees it's like not afraid of <laughs> well, ne- nemesis maybe but he's af- smart yeah afraid yeah but afraid of bees. anyway <laughs> he so- should be afraid of bees and not nemesis <laughs> yes oh wait mylon put something in there um Hold on, I can't read it. Nicole Tompkins was Jill Valentine. Okay, so Nicole Nicole Tompkins is uh, super, super fantastic in this, so look her stuff up on IMDb. I don't know what else she's been in, but she's really, really great as Jill, so maybe we'll harass her and become her friend. Um, so yeah, definitely check out Resident Evil 3. It's it's super good, and uh, if you're into survival horror at all, at all, I'm really excited. There's rumors that a Resident Evil 8 is coming out next year, so... Or maybe seven, eight. I can't oh, even. I, can't, I don't know. I can't yeah. even keep track anymore. But really good stuff. Mylan, do you want to talk about any more about virtual horror con? Or I'm sorry, I was looking up uh, Nicole Thompson, <laughs> Tompkins. Tompkins, Nicole Tompkins. I wanted to see what else she's done that we might know. Um, uh, she was in Middle. I looked it up as well. Middle Earth, uh, one of the Middle Earth games, uh, the second one, I think. This is good. This is a very informed talk that we're doing right now. <laughs> We've done our homework very well, so yeah. I got distracted. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, I think I pretty much covered it with Virtual Horror Con. I just thought it was really cool that they were able to kind of pull yeah. this together really quickly. There were some technical challenges, but they put it on in two weeks and really cool. pulled it together. They, they, what did they do it on? Like, how did they do it? So it was, uh, well, it was on Twitch, and we all got in on um zoom right uh, oh my god my brain zoom. <laughs> what's that it zoom was, thank you zoom, i was yeah. like why can't i why can't i think of the name of the company uh yeah so so we all recorded on zoom and they broadcast oh, on cool. twitch and, cool. and uh it was cool so half of it was on twitch all the panels were on twitch and all the um the games were on youtube live oh cool and Very then they cool. recorded everything, and everything's still available. So if you go to Gehenna Gaming, um, Gehenna Gaming's Twitter, uh, you can see everything. Yeah, that's and cool. I've been tweeting. Yeah, I think it's crazy. There's so many. I mean, this seems like they just pulled this together to do it, which is really awesome. But a lot of the big conventions are all going digital now as well. Um, and it's interesting to see them all navigate this and how they're doing panels and how they're broadcasting and whether it's like a private-ish event or whether you can just watch on Twitch or YouTube or something. Uh, so it's, that's super interesting to me to see. I mean, like I've always been minorly of the opinion that maybe we have too many conventions in general <laughs> because there's so many of them. And I know that part of that is just because it's, that's who we are and we go to a lot of these things and right. like, it's easy to get overwhelmed by the number of them if you pay attention to all of them. But if you, the neat thing about it is just that like, you could live anywhere and there's probably some form of Comic-Con within, you know, a hundred miles of where you live, which is cool. Um, but seeing this stuff pivot digital is maybe also cool to me because I can see, you know, this kind of convention, which would be a smaller convention, probably somewhere, you know, Boston or something like that, having that be online and have such like huge access so that some kid in Des Moines can like join in on this thing and watch and see all these interesting panels and learn stuff about horror gaming. I think that's, that's cool. So I'm glad that that kind of stuff is popping up now. I think it's interesting. I thought it was cool too. And they sold, um, raffle tickets to raise money. So so you could watch any of the panels for free. Yeah. Um, I think you maybe could buy 
a spot on like a on an actual game to like play an actual game. I'm not entirely sure. sure. But for the but for the main content, you could just you could just Hang watch. Out, and That's then cool. yeah. And then like as you know, as like we were moderating, we would mention, you know, hey, buy your raffle, they're gonna have another drawing now. I, I and uh that they they raised like eight thousand dollars. That's so, awesome. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah very it was cool. really cool. I mean, to to make you know a lot of logistics for them to pull that off in a short amount of time. Like yeah. watch, watching them kind of put it together. Like I, they didn't know if I was going to show up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's a lot of puzzle pieces to put to put together, and they they put a lot of trust and faith into people to kind of pull it off, and I think it went pretty well. So yeah, yeah they that's did. Awesome. It's good stuff. Um, let's talk a little bit about Shit's Creek because sure. people keep telling me to watch it and I haven't. So, oh man, that's everybody says the same thing. It's just like oh, man. a head shake. No, it's it. No, it's not a head shake. Like, why haven't you watched it? It was one of those things that you know it took a long time to get traction, and I think that they really took more than a season to find its feet. I mean, the first, the first season is, is a, a little tough to get into, yeah. but once you get there, that show is one of the very best things I've ever seen. What the is first it season... about? Go for it. Oh, okay. So it's about this family. Um, and, uh, the father is played by Eugene Levy and the mother is Catherine O'Hara and they have two children David Levy, who is Eugene Levy's real life son, and Alexis um, is the character. I cannot remember her it's, name. Um, no, I'll look it up while you talk. But okay. I, I don't remember. Yeah. So she's fantastic, and so so it's this. And the kids are grown; they're like in their thirties. Rich family, they lose everything, and there's this town that one of them had bought for the other one as a joke because it was named Shit's Creek. <laughs> And so they lose everything and they have to go to this town and they wind up living in this hotel in this town, in this little tiny town. Uh, Annie Murphy. Annie Murphy. Yeah, she's fantastic. Um, and it's created by Dan Levy um, and he co- recruited his dad to co-create it with him. Mm-hmm. And Dan Levy was, I'm sorry, Eugene Levy was, uh, you know, part of the Christopher Guest crew with the Mighty Wind and Waiting for Guffman. And they'd worked yeah. with Catherine O'Hara for a long time. Um, and Dan Levy was like a TV personality in Canada. He was doing like MTV Canada stuff and, and after shows for the Hills and things like that um, and had this idea for the show. And the thing about it that is so cool is that, you know, the family is really close. The family, they're kind of ridiculous because, you know, they're just, they're kind of caricatures. I mean, it's basically a sitcom, but it's a new kind of version of a sitcom. But they really love each other and... Um, the son, the main character, is queer, and it's dealt with in this very normal way. It's that there is no homophobia in the show whatsoever, never. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's just a fact of who he is, and it's really fantastic because it's this just slightly idealized, slightly like opportunity to show how the world could be if we all could, you know, accept each other for who we are. And the way it's written, it's just really beautiful. And the clothes are amazing. Um, uh, David Rose, which is the character that he plays, wears all these amazing like couture sweatshirts and shirts, things like that. I actually like have started trying to make some myself because I think they're so fun. I'm wearing one right now. I was going to say know, that is a very Shit's Creek uh, sweatshirt. Yes. <laughs> I was going to comment on it, but. Yeah, it's black. It's a black sweatshirt with big white lightning bolts on it. I got some iron on um, vinyl and I made one for my kid too. We did a little photo shoot today because I thought it oh, would be funny. funny fun. Because um, Shit's Creek just had the series finale this week. Um, yeah. And it was just, it's a really, really, really good show. Awesome. We, we started it and we could not get through the first season to be fair for a couple reasons. One, uh, we had a lot other stuff going on between family and other shows and things that we were doing and in life and such. And two, yeah, there's a bit in the first season. The only reason I say this is so that people do listen to you and continue to watch it and get through to the second, third and fourth, fifth and sixth season. Is it six yeah. seasons long? Six seasons. Um, it is a bit too much. And I think a lot of shows do this uh, at the beginning. It's a little too much of the like unlikable characters being 
unlikable yeah. sort of and it, it just becomes kind of like this like trudge to get through some of that comedy um uh, a show that i really love bob's burgers talked i've listened to the creator of bob's burgers talk about that where uh they made bob like unlikable for the first season because they were mm-hmm. trying to like pattern after sort of the simpsons and sort of just like you know the the notion of old school sitcoms and stuff and they they were doing it because they thought it made the show edgy for fox because they were on fox and the fox execs came back and were like we don't care like just make the family like make a fun likable show you don't have to like be edgy because you're on fox and that's when it like you could see that show change tonally from first season to second season and i've heard mm. the same exact thing about Shit's creek is that that unlikableness between all of them kind of becomes this weird bond and then they become sort of likable as a unit as opposed to like watching four people be shitty essentially for a little while um but yeah, it's a show that I sincerely want to revisit and and finish through because I have heard nothing but good things. And like Catherine O'Hara, like just put her in anything. Oh. I'm there. I'm like 100% on board. She's fantastic. I will watch it. Yeah. yeah. And she brought so much to the show too because there's a, there's a documentary about the making of the show that they released after the series finale. And, and she like, she does this weird accent um, in the show, which is mm-hmm. like, Oh, it's it's so fun because she's always just like, Alexis, I don't, I think you know, and she's just so funny. She's so so funny, but it's this really strange like she's an act. She plays an actor on the show, and and she's got this really strange affect. I, you know, I don't know. Maybe you could try to just start in season two, and just skip over part of the beginning um but I, I don't know parts though in season one it's not that it wasn't funny or like well done i think we were just like not in the mood for it at the time and it just kind of became like a thing we didn't finish out right but like yeah. there are moments like even in the pilot the pilot's very funny like it's a strong pilot and a super funny show i think it just i don't know we just didn't we didn't pile through but mm-hmm. but yeah I'm so glad you liked it. I, Scott's also a big fan. He would mm-hmm. be here talking about it heavily with you as well. I don't think he lo- I don't think he caught the last season in full yet, but it's only on like it just aired, so it's just I actually paid for it on iTunes so I could watch it because I didn't want to. You know, I was like I've been watching so many things that are sad and and kind of you know dark. I really like dark shows, you know, but. I just don't want to watch anything super sad right now. And, and this show has a lot of joy in it and has a lot of happiness in it, particularly once you get past them kind of when they start to accept the fact that they don't have anything and that yeah. they are going to be in this town for a long time. It's a really interesting turn for them for as characters, because, you know, they start to like engage with the people who live there and really, you know, get to know the place and, and develop, but they've have like, there's a, there are just so many scenes in that show. There's a scene where um, he's talking to to an, another character about um, sexuality, and they're talking about it through taste in wine. And it is one of the most amazingly written scenes when they huh. and and people have like been able to use this like to help them come out to their families and that kind of yeah. thing. So, you know. Anyway, I highly recommend it. If you don't like it, don't at me. <laughs> I actually have not heard of anyone saying that they do not like do not like this show. So yeah. it's it's, uh, yeah. it's got a lot of positivity behind it, which is great. Uh, another show that just wrapped up was Modern Family. How do you feel Modern about that? Modern Family. Uh, so I'm I am a big proponent of Modern Family. I think it is one of the better, more traditional sitcoms in the past. I don't know how long. Uh, so it ran for 11 seasons, which is insane for me to wow, think about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It started in 2009. Uh, I read an article today that pointed out that, you know, it almost suffered from its own um, progressiveness is the wrong word. But like in 2009, it basically had followed in the footsteps of uh, Two and a Half Men, Big Bang Theory. It was like all these like Chuck Lore kind of like the punchline is the is the you know homophobia or the make fun of nerds or whatever it might be in the show and for modern family to launch into that and be a show loosely about a relatively diverse although very wealthy family in california um was strange it like you know cam and mitchell were an out gay couple who were adopting a kid there was you know, multiracial marriage in, in the show. Like there was just stuff going on in it that wasn't really happening in, in modern, in like 
sitcoms on ABC, NBC, and you know CBS. And what they were taught, what the article talked about, was that over that eleven years, they basically opened doors for more, way more progressive shows like like a Shit's Creek or you know whatever the show you want to like sitcomy mm-hmm. show you want to talk about. They opened so many doors for those shows to kind of come out. Oh, for sure. And those shows are so much more progressive that Modern Family kind of just never really like. Once Mitch and Cam got married, there wasn't a lot for them to talk about in their progressiveness, you know, but it was also never an inherently political show. And I kind of loved that. It, it was just such, it was such a show about people, you know, family being around each other, learning how to deal with each other. You know, Ed O'Neill, who is, I think one of my favorite, Ash and I talked about it on Slack earlier, but he's one of my favorite sitcom actors of like all time, essentially between married with children and, and modern family. Um, He's kind of that, like, I look at him as, like, my dad's way into Modern Family. Like, he's mm-hmm. the voice mm-hmm. of of kind of regular man on the show. He gives people this, like, eye into the world that they don't feel like they're comfortable dealing with or whatever. And you can see him, like, waddle through it and stumble through it and make bad jokes sometimes and do things. And they never, it never felt malicious. It always felt done in a way that was like, this is how people are. This is what a real family kind of can look like, you know. And I just thought it always was so good. But what was more important to me than that was it was very funny. Like, it's a legitimately super funny, well-written, comedic show. Like, the stuff, the jokes they would pull out, the things that happen with, like, Phil Dunphy. If Phil Dunphy doesn't go down, which is Ty Burrell's character on Modern Family, if that mm-hmm. character doesn't go down as one of the best TV dads of all time, then I'm, like, I'm disappointed in critic TV. Like, he is... Yeah, yeah he's he, hilarious. He's just... He's so perfect... And I also watched a doc, or some of the documentary, but I watched this documentary that they did the same thing with Modern Family. And there's a whole piece in there about how ABC didn't want Ty Burrell and that the creator of the show, Stephen Levitt, had to sell him and that they almost went with Matt LeBlanc, which feels like the most wrong move that could have <laughs> ever happened on that show. And then they tried 230 other actors before they okayed Ty Burrell on the show. And the only reason he got okayed was because Stephen Levitt took his kid and had Ty Burrell shoot a thing with his kid about a BB gun that ended up being in the pilot of the show. And when they sent that video to ABC, ABC was like, fine, we get it. Like, go ahead, put him on the show. Wow. He's he's signed. And like, now I look at him and I'm like, he's such an iconic, like his, his just like affable, loving, like way he dealt with his kids and like how goofy and fun and just like all about that spirit of fun that he was, was just so amazing. And the show, not to go on forever about the show, it's it, like, obviously it's won a, a bazillion Emmys at this point and it's, it's done very well for itself. You don't need me to tell you modern family's good. What I will say <laughs> is that the series finale, um, was just pitch perfect for a show like modern family. It wasn't over the top. It wasn't super saccharine or anything. It wasn't like some, these big surprises. It was just like, here's where this family's at now and here's where they're like all going. Like it kind of gives you where each person's kind of headed and it just kind of leaves it as like, well, that's what family is, you know? And if we're like, we'll come back to each other when we come back to each other and this is how it goes. It was just so sweet and like nice and done just perfectly for a show like modern family. And for a show that I think the past couple of seasons have been like up and down, they haven't really been the greatest. The first, I will say the first six to seven seasons of that show are like, just, I mean, if you want to like go watch a textbook, how to make a sitcom, like that show just nailed all of the stuff that a sitcom should be. And, uh, yeah, so I would, I would recommend it and, and not recommend it, whatever, go watch modern family if you want to watch it. But, uh, I just wanted to say that the series finale was really great and it really honored, I think what the show was about and it made me really happy to watch. So, uh, I was super stoked on that. And my daughter's crying currently. If you can't hear Aww. her on the mic. <laughs> Poor holiday. So you're saying we can talk about Mass Singer? Let's do it. Oh, Let's talk about it. So Mass Singer is a stupid, insane show that Fox <laughs> has, where famous people dress up in the most insane, elaborate costumes I've ever seen in my entire life, and sing songs, and then a panel of air quote celebrity judges guess uh who they are i guess they're celebrities you know whatever it's nicole shirt singer from pussycat dolls yeah yes. and then uh ken jong uh jenny uh jenny married to Wal- mark Wahlberg or 
Donnie Wahlberg? Oh. Who's she married to? Donnie I was Wahlberg. Gonna, I was going to guess Jenny Slate, but yeah, it's Jenny McCarthy. Really? And then, yeah, and then uh, Robin Thicke. Ah. Of of various fame, depending on what you which thing you know from him. <laughs> Dallas Thicke's son, but he sure. also makes dirty songs. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Uh, so uh, the conceit is that that it's famous people dressed up. You can't see who they are. You don't know who they are. They they are fully shrouded. Their voice is um, manipulated, and then they give clues about who they are, and then they sing a song, and then everybody tries to guess who they are. <laughs> uh, it's literally that simple. It's a rip of a of a either Korean or Japanese show. I don't know which where it came from, but it came from overseas. You have to know though, like when he says elaborate costumes, they're like they're, they're like amusement park like furry character costumes. They're not, you know, like robes like, or anything. They're like head huge heads and But as if but as if amusement park furry costumes were made by like top-notch hollywood costumes i mean they're like they are elaborate on a level that like last year though i won't i will not i'll try not to spoil any of them because it's it is very fun not knowing who they are and trying to guess who they are but last year the winner was this like steampunk fox and it, it it was it's insane like you can look it up it's this like crazy giant fox head and he had this like nice looking like coat with all this like leather and metal work all over it and then the face had like mechanics in it and he had like a top hat on it was bonkers like it's it's bonkers looking but it's so well done that they're they're unbelievable in the in the craft craftsmanship of the costumes but what i will say is that it is in the realm of the types of reality shows that i talk about often on this show uh, that I truly love, which are reality shows where there is no uh, drama, there's no negative, there's no like crappy people being crappy to each other. It is truly a weird celebration of famous people dressing up in elaborate costumes and singing songs. And they even <laughs> they even joke about the fact that these people are famous and that like in no way need to be doing this. <laughs> like, like it's just it's insane. I'll ruin one because if you can't guess who it is the first time you see it, then shame on you. It's the most easy to guess in the world. But uh, Lil Wayne was the first person to be guessed this season. <laughs> Lil Wayne. Now, to be clear, first season, they were not pulling Lil Wayne level stars. Like the, everybody who was in the match, I think the biggest person was also a musician and was big at one time, but was not currently one of the largest selling rap artists in, in all of music. So like, it's, it's kind of insane. The, the scale that the show has gone to like truly they've had, they've had like soul legends on the show. Like they have had uh, pretty big name actors. Like it's just kind of all over the map and you learn all these little backstory details about the famous person while they're giving clues and you know some of it's pretty great and then some of it is like they're shockingly good like sometimes you'll hear them sing and you're like holy cow and then they end up not even being like a singer like it's just some person who happens to have a really great voice and has just never used it you know professionally in any way that's cool um but it is a so like if you go into it thinking i'm gonna watch a really great singing competition then like you have already missed the point of this show (laughs) But if you go into it thinking, I want a really fun diversion and I want to like sit on the couch with my significant other and, and yell guesses at the screen as to who this person is and then like celebrate when you're right or, or be astonished when you're wrong. Like it really is fun in that sense. It's a very fun reality show. It is very self-aware of what it's doing. It in no way tries to make itself bigger than what it is um, other than pulling down like bigger and bigger talent each year. And I just truly think it's fun and stupid. And like, you know, there are worse things you can do with your time than throw that on while you're, you know, twiddling around on your iPad or something and and watching TV. It, like, if you had the choice, like, I make fun of Scott for this all the time, but if you had the choice between watching like fucking Gotham or Mass Singer, you should watch (laughs) Mass Singer. Gotham's a legitimately bad show. Mass Singer is a bad show that's fun. Like, it's like, they're just, I don't know. You know, maybe Gotham became more self aware, not to shit all over Gotham, but I truly hate it. But, like um it just really is something that like i think can be fun in these kind of times especially which is why i wrote it down because i think it's just a show that is is entertaining and a good time and fun and now awesome. i will field any questions you guys have about the show if you have any uh 
how how many episodes are in a season and how many seasons have there I been? I don't know. I mean, be dead honest. It feels like the show never ends and they just <laughs> keep airing new episodes. I have no, it's like hockey in a way where every time the hockey finals happen, I'm like, didn't it just start? And then like the season starts like a week later or something. I don't understand the timeline of when these seasons air, but I'm pretty sure the last season ended during the Super Bowl and then the new season started like, from what I gather a week later, like, <laughs> like I was like, how is this a new season? Or like, it just seems to just continuously go forever. So, but I think it's like it, there, this season, there are, there were, there were a lot, there were like 18 contestants, I think. And then they, they kind of like, they group them in different groups and then whittle them down over different episodes until you're down to like two or three or something like that. Do they get eliminated for not being good enough? Yeah, they get voted off the show by the oh, audience. Oh, they do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but what's funny is like they don't vote for who they think sucks. They just vote for their favorite, and then they do elimination okay. based on the least amount of votes. And okay. like, it, okay. there's only one person that I've seen on the show that I that got spoiled. For, I've only been spoiled once, which is pretty amazing because like they this shit like gets tweeted about and stuff, and it's crazy to miss and not get spoiled. But the one I got spoiled for, I'm actually kind of glad I got spoiled for because I don't like this person at all. And it made me happy when they left the show because I don't have to think about them ever again. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like they've been pretty good at not putting um, divisive celebrities. How's that sounding? Mm. Does that make sense? They've been pretty good at avoiding. Now I'm so curious who this person is. You have to tell me. I'll off tell you off not air. on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they, yeah there was a big person. clip that went viral. I don't know yeah. if this is who you're talking about. It is. Probably. I was just surprised. Uh, that, that, that this person, person was on. on so you might have yeah. seen this yeah yeah that that it's Ash almost clearly was living under a rock and did not yeah, yeah I, I did not i'm trying to think of of someone that's terrible I well not... there's a lot of them and this one they put on the show <laughs> this one's uh, legitimately terrible yeah so that's the only person that i was happy got spoiled and then i was happy to see go everybody else has been very pretty middle of the road a lot of times it's like people i don't really know like it's some you know like kardashian tangent person or something and i'm like i don't know who this person is or like a youtube person uh there has been an esports person on the show there's been a lot they've had a wide range of people so i like that uh it is very fun it is very goofy it is very self-aware and uh and if you haven't watched it and you're looking for something to kill uh you know a few hours of time i think it's absolutely worth it awesome you know i'm not going to go into this for very long but i do want to say there is another show that is like that that's just really fun and positive and great and that's lego masters yeah i've been watching this with my kids me too. yeah me too and it's good yeah it's really fun it's on hulu um i think it's actually on fox but we watch it on hulu and i had to explain to him how it doesn't come out until 3 a.m on thursdays but <laughs> it's it's another one though that's like really positive and fun and creative and um i think a good quarantine pick yeah it's super fun I, the last one I watched was with uh, Maya Bialik. Uh, I think it's like episode three or four. It was really, really, really solid. Mm-hmm. Lincoln really likes to marvel at all the insane stuff that they build and tries to do it on his own. And it doesn't quite turn out the same. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet, though, that he's going to try. <laughs> yeah. well, and, you know, we're in quarantine, so I, I'm trying to figure out Easter baskets or East, his Easter basket. And mm-hmm. I don't... I, got some candy but i don't have much else so i'm going to try to make some lego eggs out of our lego stash nice. some lego easter eggs uh we'll see how it goes good luck that's actually a really there's good probably idea. plans for that online you could probably look that probably, up probably yeah i have i have i want to see if i can find ones that are big enough that you can put stuff inside of them so anyway i'll let you know how i'll tweet about it see how it goes <laughs> you can always use ziplocs and be like easter bunny was all out of eggs <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't have that much stuff to even put in the eggs. I've been going through like my old stuff, like my box of boxes of stuff from cons and everything. I'm like, well, this looks like it could be something that you could give a kid. Let's see. So hard. So um, hard. Just go ahead and finish the episode without me. My she's losing again and screaming for dad at this point. So we can we can just wrap it up. But yeah. go ahead and wrap it up. All right. Um, All right. Just man. drop Bon Appetit and Radiohead. Don't worry about it. It was really good. Seeing you, Mylin. Bye. Good to see you too. Okay, let's talk soon. Okay. All right. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Jesus. All right. Good luck, man. Good luck. (laughs) I'm just gonna go ahead and wrap it. We'll do a little quick, quick outro, and we'll be, we'll be good.
All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to episode 352 of the Rated NA podcast. Uh, thanks to the pauses for letting us use their music. And of course, we'll have links to all of their stuff in the show notes where you can go ahead and download these quarantunes and check out their stuff. And also check out the Music Cares charity that they are promoting through their quarantunes. Uh, Mylin, thank you for coming back. Yes, thank you for having me. It was it's, so fun. It's been like so many years. I don't even know if we had kids the last time you were <laughs> No, I've been on since then, but I'm so excited that you guys, 352 episodes, that's amazing. Thanks, thanks. And at least at least the six of them are good. I don't know which six. We'll, <laughs> at least. We'll I've been people... on at least six episodes, so those, I'm sure. Those six. Those six are the ones people should listen to. Uh, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at B. M-I-E-L-L-Y-N-B. Yes, somebody else has at Mylan and I'm mad at her and she doesn't ever tweet and I really, really want that handle, but I don't have it. So it's Mylan B. Please tweet, say hi, tell me what you think of Shit's Creek and uh, what you're watching. Yes, follow Mylan, always positive on the social medias and uh, say hi and give her a follow. And you can also follow us. We are at Nerd Appropriate on Twitter and you can email us directly, nerds at nerdappropriate.com. And we've got all sorts of episodes in the backlog. So if you uh, want to hear literally a million hours worth of stuff, go ahead and listen to our stuff. And we also put out, uh, I think we put out like five or six things in the past month. So listen to our recent stuff too. And we will see you guys next week. Goodbye. Goodbye.